It's time to renew your mind, yeah, it's time It's hard to focus on what lies in front of you If you're always looking behind Do you want truth? Maybe clarity The raw talent podcast is out here changing lives The day I went from dark to light And it's the same day I came to life And you can too Welcome to the raw talent podcast And here's your host, Dave Talent Welcome back. It is time to get real raw again as we seek together all things true, all things clear, and all things in freedom. Today we're going to get real raw and talk about relationships, the concept of clearing space and replacing. During our last podcast, we discussed the ability to be vulnerable and hold space, especially in relationship to those who are close to you, to be able to be vulnerable and hold space for our loved ones. In holding space, we stand present with our loved ones and empower them to speak truth into the relationship and to share how they perceive us showing up in life in relationship to them. It is definitely challenging to do so, to hold space, and it absolutely requires conscious presence, you know, being present without making excuses, justifications, rationalizations, etc. I would advocate that learning to hold space well for others takes practice. It takes reps. It is definitely a process, a refining process for all of us. In last week's podcast, I shared an experiment I did with my sons. After about two decades of their lives, I wanted to know how I showed up for my sons. I wanted to know their perspective, not my perspective, because you remember in the last podcast, I thought I was a good provider. I thought I was a great dad. I thought I did what I was supposed to do as a dad. And I wanted to see their perspective on how I showed up. And again, what I offered for them was like, I offered them, I said, I wanted to know how dad showed up as a dad, as a dad coach as a a husband to their mother, and ultimately as their father. How did I show up? And I offered, I just wanted them to put something in writing. I didn't think they were going to do it, as we talked about last week. And then out of the blue, my son, at least one of my sons, gave me a two-page document. And he titled it, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. I would add probably The Great as well, The Great, Good, Bad, and Ugly. And again, it was a very challenging letter to read. If you recall from last week, the hardest part I had to read was they didn't know what version of dad was going to walk through the front door on any given day. Great dad, good dad, bad dad, ugly dad, angry dad, irritated dad, loving dad. They didn't know. So that was a very challenging moment for me to sit in that space, whole space for them and hear that without justifying, without making excuses. And again, if I went through my career, I could have made a ton of excuses, but I had to sit there, be completely vulnerable, completely exposed and listen to them. And I learned in this exercise in vulnerability I did with my sons about truth and integrity, particularly in combination with the broken places in our lives. It was definitely an exercise in holding space for my sons to be vulnerable themselves, and to communicate clearly and openly how I showed up over the decades as their dad. It required me to be utterly exposed in truth while simultaneously holding space for them to speak freely, without any excuses, uh, excuse-making from me, without any justifications, rationalizations, blame-shifting, anything. The end result was clarity, truth, and connection. We had the ability, we had clarity moving forward. We had clear space on how we could relate and communicate going forward in life. By being exposed to, you know, the great, good, bad, and ugly in that experience, I realized through the exercise that truth and integrity are the gold in broken places. As I talk about clearing space and replacing today, I'm not suggesting that we just throw away relationships. I am suggesting, though, that we get to truth and integrity. 
if we're going to reconcile, if we're going to grow relationships and improve relationships, we get to truth and integrity. And I realized in that experiment with my sons that truth and integrity are the gold in, in broken places. The truth is often hard to face. It's often hard to hear and see. But vulnerability, integrity, and truth are the gold in broken places. As with the art of kintsugi, where gold is used to fuse broken pottery back together, we can use truth and integrity to mold us back together into beautiful imperfections. And in the essence, at the end of the day, we are perfectly imperfect. Truth, integrity, and vulnerability are the gold in broken places that fuse us back together into new versions of ourselves, maybe even a new relationship, or our relationships, newer versions of our relationships. So going through that experiment with my sons, we realized that the space between us was clear. We now had clarity, and we had clear space between us. And in that space, we could apply truth. And that space was established in truth. There were no stories, no misunderstandings, no resentments, anything else like that in that space anymore. It was just truth. And they were able to speak their truth, and I was able to hear it. There was an overwhelming feeling of grace in our father-son relationship that last today. Again, there's connection, there's clarity, and there's truth. So much so that like one of my sons invited me to his uh, baptism recently, which was a phenomenal experience. So through a willingness to be vulnerable and hold space for each other, we created a clear space for us, and we replaced it with truth and love. So I talk a little bit later about clearing space and replacing. It doesn't mean ending a relationship. It could be that we clear space with vulnerability and truth, and then we replace it with a relationship that is founded in integrity, it's founded in truth, and it's founded in love. So that's what we could replace it with. I wonder what relationships, family relationships, and intimate relationships would look like would look like if they could be completely vulnerable and hold space for each other, completely exposed, hold space for each other. To hold space and empower our partners or spouses to speak clearly about how we're showing up day to day or overall in the relationship. I mean, I wonder if, if in intimate relationships, if we could hold space and empower our partner or spouses to speak the truth, to speak clearly about how we are showing up, and then be able to hold space for them and be able to hear that without being defensive, without being making excuses, but to hear them. And then we can offer our own truth. We can offer our own observations. I wonder what relationships would look like if we could stand in that clarity and in that truth. And it's for us to stand present in conversation, to hold space for them to speak honestly and openly, again, without justifying, getting defensive, shifting blame and overreacting. And what it would look like for us to hold space and to hear how we've shown up in the past or how they've shown up in the past or how we're showing up now. If we're able to accomplish this and perfect our ability of holding space for each other, I would imagine the end result is a relationship founded in love, respect, happiness, truth, and ultimately peace. Not perfection, of course. We're not looking for perfection, but we are looking for love, respect, and peace. Not always perfect, but ultimately clear. You know, a relationship based in fact and truth and not based in story. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. Not based in story. A relationship based in truth, clarity, integrity, and connection. There are of course, times when we run into relationships where this is not possible, where one party does not stand in truth or is not willing to do the work, is not willing to hold space for clear, honest communication. 
Again, there's those times where no matter what we do, we won't get to a space where we can have clear, honest communication, where one of the parties is not willing to hold space. We have those relationships where one party is not willing to be to honestly and openly look at how they're showing up, right? So we have those relationships where one of the parties is not willing to do an honest assessment or openly look at how they're showing up as a father, a mother, husband, wife, friend, and beyond. As we've mentioned in many of these relationships, one judges the other judges the other person instead of looking at themselves and not the log in their own eye. We had a podcast previously about not judging and things like that. And of course, many people look at the other people's faults and mistakes and how the other person's showing up in the relationship, and they never consider how they're showing up in their relationship. You know, we talked about some coaching in the last, you know, Love Empowered Coaching in one of the podcasts. And it's funny how many parents and even athletes judge the coaches or judge the program they're in. They critique the program they're in. They judge that program, but they're never willing to look at themselves and how they show up on the practice field, how they show up on game day, how they show up in general. They never look at themselves at their own. They never consider for a moment that the, the coaches are actually evaluating them too. The people that do most of the judging and they don't realize that other people are evaluating and judging them too. So we know those, there are relationships where people have a hard time holding space for the loved one and a hard time with, with, with self-assessment. They have a hard time self-observing themselves and how they show up. We know that there's relationships where the other person shifts blame, shifts the focus, dodges the real issues, and lets their stories run rampant. In other words, the stories in their mind about other people or the situation, they let those stories run the show. And they never consider whether the stories are factual or based in truth or just stories running in their head. Some of the most common stories that people or folks run in their minds start with always and never. So if you've been in that argument, you know, and I've probably, I've done this as well, and I've had to evolve from this and stay away from this in my own life. I've had to clear space and replace with better communication. But we know that some of the most common stories that people run into uh, when they're in an argument with somebody, is the one person is saying, you always do X, Y, and Z. Like, you always do this, or you always do that. Or the person may say, you never do X, Y, and Z. You never do fill in the blank. Right? So the always and the nevers are normally based in story, and always and nevers are probably normally not based in fact and truth. Very few people will step out of the situation or the conflict or the conversation or the argument and inquire into the truth of their thoughts and their statements. Very few people ask in the middle of the conversation, conflict, or situation, is it true? Is it true that they always do X, Y, and Z? Is it true that they never do fill in the blank, right? Is it true that they always do this, or is it true that they never do this. No one ever asks about the truth of that statement because I'm sure there are times that a person does what you're accusing of and there's times when they don't, right? So the always and nevers are normally probably the foundation of a, of a story. Inevitably, when I've held space or I've done work into my own thoughts and statements, like always and never, they are frequently not true. I normally realize that they're not accurate assessments. They're not based in fact. Uh, the stories or the lack, the problem is the stories or the lack of truth fill the space in the relationship 
between the parties, and it distorts the connection. So stories in our minds distort the connection. It blurs the relationship. The stories and lack of integrity, the lack of truth, can also fill the space with toxicity or a lack of clarity in every area of the relationship. So stories can lead to toxicity or a lack of clarity. Now, as I've experienced in the experiment I did with my sons, there is always hope for peace, love, respect, happiness, and truth in a relationship, especially if both parties are willing to be vulnerable, open, and honest. If both parties are willing to hold space without justification, rationalization, defensiveness, etc., there's always hope for growth in the relationship, right? And that's what we would replace. We would clear space with the challenges in our relationship, and we would replace them with growth. However, there are situations in relationships where this is not possible and probably not desirable if we are to live into the best versions of ourselves and to live in peace, love, respect, loyalty, trustworthiness, integrity, and ultimately joy and happiness. While there's a lot of information on narcissism and narcissistic abuse, gaslighting, projection, and toxic relationships out there uh, to discover, we're not going to zero in on any one specific area today. There's just too much to deal with that. We're not zeroing in on a specific area. We're going to look at the broader view or perspective in dealing with toxicity in our lives or or anything that we don't desire in our lives or the space in our lives, any toxicity or anything that we don't desire. Many times in our lives, we actually have to clear space and replace. So clear space and replace. Now, clearing space and replacing showed up for me as a life lesson while coaching lacrosse. It was a concept that we had in lacrosse. When I was coaching offense, I would often coach the players to clear space and replace. And this would normally occur during the development of plays on offense or motion offense or when we're trying to create motion on the offensive set or to try to run a play. In essence, if I was a player in the field and I saw the ball carrier running at me, like he's running in my direction, he's running towards me, the ball carrier is running towards me, I would clear space. I would get out of their way. I would clear space so they would have a lane to run, either to shoot on the goal or to create motion or to to create a play. They would actually move down the lane. I would get out of their way. And then as I cleared space, I would look for somewhere on the field to replace. If a player had left an area on the field, I might move to that space. Or I might just look for green, go to the green, on the, like the green grass, go to some space on the field that's open where I can get available for a play later or the next play or whatever, but create space and then replace, All right? So this clear space and replace kind of showed up as a life lesson uh, for me in life as well, not just on the lacrosse field, but in life. And I realized that I could apply the concept of clear space and replace to every area of my life, finances, relationship, environment, spirituality, and health. So in finances, I realized, hey, clearing debt, clearing space, clearing debt, and replacing it with sound financial principles and management, right? Replacing my mindset with financial truth was key, right? So I could clear space, clear my debt, and replace it with financial truth, just like in Proverbs 22.7. I realized that, hey, the truth is the rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is a slave to the lender. So if I'm not going to clear debt, I might as well choose the fact I'll be a slave to the lender. But if I can clear space, 
clear my debt and replace it with savings and investments, then I'm no longer a slave to the lender, right? So I can replace my financial situation with financial truth. In relationships, integrity and vulnerability help to create and replace stories with uh, truth and connection. So in my situation with my sons, we got beyond stories, we got the facts and truth, and that created truth and connection. It created clarity. So holding space is even described in God's word, right? Holding space in relationships is described in God's word in uh, James 1, 9, uh, 19 to 20. So listening and doing, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak, slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. So we're to speak truth in love, right? So quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. And this has been a process for me, right? It's been a long process for me, but it's still the truth. I can clear space. I can clear whatever I've done in my past, and I can start living and replacing the future with God's truth. I can replace that with things like quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. In regards to relationships, we must also realize we become who we associate with. And the quality of our lives depends upon who we associate with and surround ourselves with in life. So our quality of our life is dependent upon who we surround ourselves with. And if you want to see where somebody's going in life, look at their friends, right? I've heard that before. Like, if you want to know who somebody is, look at their friends. If you want to know where they're going in life, look at their friends. Look at who they associate with. Look at who they surround themselves with. Now, the hard part is looking ourselves in the mirror and figuring out who we surround ourselves with in terms of where we're going in life. If we surround ourselves with those that lack integrity, who lack integrity or live in toxicity, it will be no surprise when our lives are out of integrity and full of toxicity. If we surround ourselves with those who run stories in their minds, for example, the always and the never stories we talked about above, our lives will probably lack peace and joy. And our relationships will not be based in fact and truth. There are times when we must realize that for us to rise into the best versions of our lives and to live in peace, love, respect, trust, trustworthiness, and integrity, we may have to clear space and replace. In relationships, we can apply the three G's as well. Guard, goals, grow. Ideally, we are in relationship and association with people who help us guard our minds, our lives, our relationship, and beyond, right? So they help guard, especially our relationship, right? In relationships, you should be able to set boundaries around how you associate with members of the opposite sex, how you associate with, you know, messages from members of the opposite sex through social media, how you interact with people in your life, uh, how you share personal account stories and things, how you share your personal life with other people in your life. You should be able to guard your relationship and integrity, right? And also in truth, right? We also surround ourselves, we would ideally surround ourselves with people who can share our goals and dreams with in life, right? We want to share our goals and our dreams with people in life. That's, that's an ideal situation. And we also want to ideally surround ourselves with people that we can grow together, right? We can grow together into the best versions of ourselves and ideally do it together. An enlightened and empowering relationship with the right person will do all of those things. Now, I advocate that we surround ourselves with people, especially the right person in an intimate relationship, that helps us rise and rise again as they help us guard our minds, guard our hearts, set big goals, and empower us to grow into who we're called to be. 
In intimate relationships, I advocate that we find the right person that we can hold space for and they hold space for us to be fully ourselves, all the great, the good, the bad, and ugly, as we work together towards clarity and connection. So we all know that we're perfectly imperfect. We see the beautiful imperfections in ourselves, and we know that we love each other unconditionally. The right person, uh, we, I, I advocate that we surround ourselves with the right person that we can trust to guard us in our relationship, to set goals for our relationship, and we can grow together uh, with in life with unconditional love and trust. Now, if this cannot be achieved, and if we have done everything we can to hold space or stand in truth, and those in our lives do not guard us, like the persons in our lives or the, the, the person closest to us in our lives does not guard us, they do not empower our dreams or goals, or they're not willing to grow into the best versions of ourselves, then we may have to decide to clear space and replace Ultimately, we must clear space and replace to do the following. Guard our mind and spirit. We must clear space and replace to set positive goals and grow. And we may have to clear space and replace to avoid negativity and a lack of support. We all know misery loves company. And those people that love that misery will try to drag us down when we talk about our dreams and goals. One of the most important things I tell my sons and one of the things I've learned the most is when you have a dream or a goal, you have to be very careful who you tell that dream or goal to. You have to protect your dream and goal from most people. I would say probably 90% people, you have to protect your goal and dream because most people will try to tear, tear that goal or dream down or at minimum, they will tell you, hey, be reasonable, right? Be reasonable. I'm not sure that goal is possible. Be reasonable. So be very mindful who you share your dreams and goals with in life. Ensure it is with the right person who will guard you, set goals, and grow with you. We must guard ourselves from liars and cheats, those who have no integrity in any area of their lives. If we do not, if we don't guard ourselves, then lies, infidelity, and betrayal are probably not far behind. For we know the way that we do one thing, the way somebody does one thing in life, is most likely the way we do things or they do things in every area of their lives. So if someone does not have honesty and integrity in one area, they will most likely not have honesty and integrity with us. They will not show up in integrity and honesty with us in the long term. So find the right person who can hold space for you in truth and vulnerability. That is where the gold is. Right? That is where the gold can fill the broken places and create beautiful imperfection. Much like relationships, we have to clear space and replace in our environment, you know, the spaces we work and live in. We may have to literally clear out the clutter in our homes and garages. Right, We may have to clear out clutter, like literally. Or we may have to change our home or career or work if we find ourselves in a toxic environment, one that's not really fulfilling us. We may actually have to change our career or our workspace, or we may have to move from neighborhoods or something. We may actually have to move, make a, a major transformation if we find out that we're in a toxic space or a toxic environment. In regards to our spirituality, we can clear space of wrong worldly thinking and replace it with God's truth. We can clear space and replace with God's truth. So, for example, Romans 12, 2, which I love, we can choose not to conform to the pattern of this world, but we can be transformed by a renewing of our mind. So we can clear space from the world and we can replace with a renewing of our mind. 
And in doing so, then we will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, perfect, I'm sorry, perfect, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So if we clear space from the world, then we will know God's good, pleasing, and perfect will. That's what we can replace with in our lives. We also know that in Philippians 4, 6 to 9, right off the bat, it says clear space of our anxiousness, right? Clear space of our worry. Right off the bat, it says, do not be anxious about anything. But here we replace it with, in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. So we can clear space of the worry, we can clear space of the worldly things or the negative things, and we can replace it through prayer, through petition, with gratitude. We can replace our thinking and we can transform it into gratitude, and we can replace the negative things with thinking about things that are right, thinking about things that are true, that are noble. We can replace it with pure thinking, lovely thinking, right thinking, noble thinking, and true thinking. That's what we can replace in our minds. And ultimately, we clear space and replace with God's truth. We clear space and replace with Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and life. And in doing so, we become new creations. Just like in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. Now, when we talk about clearing space and replacing in regards to health, there's a ton that we could discuss in regards to clearing space and replacing in our lives, our health, and etc. The simplest thing I have done, uh, blessed by my partner in my life right now, is, that, is, is to clear out all the processed food and sugar from my life. The biggest thing here is that while we're, we are not perfect in this process in our diet, while we're not perfect, the focus is to replace things, unprocessed foods, to replace unprocessed foods with whole foods, to get rid of the processed food, replace it with whole foods. And what I mean by that is foods that have like one ingredient or minimal ingredients. If you look at labels, right, and they have a, a ton of ingredients, it's probably not very healthy for you. But if you see one ingredient or you see just very few ingredients, probably a little bit more healthier. For example, one ingredient, an egg, a banana, an apple, meat, potatoes. And just doing this, I lost 20 pounds. And I've kept it off by doing that, by simply clearing space in my diet and replacing it with healthier options. Single options, natural single ingredient foods. As we bring our conversation to an end today, let's recall what holding space and clearing space can do for us in our lives. So remember from the last podcast, our honesty and clarity multiplies. Our truth multiplies. Our right thinking multiplies. Our loved-centered service, our love-centered actions multiply. Honesty and truth multiply into prosperity and abundance in every area of our lives. It all ripples into the universe and God's creation. Honesty and truth multiply. So during the next week, let's ask ourselves the following questions. As we guard ourselves, set goals, and grow in life, where may we have to clear space and replace 
in our finances. As we guard ourselves, set goals, and grow in life, where may we have to clear space and replace in our relationships? Where may we have to clear space by getting to the truth in the relationship and replace an old version of the relationship with reconciliation into a new version of the relationship? If we're trying to reconcile, save it right where? May we have to clear space from the old and replace it with the new version? Or where may we have to remove ourselves from toxic relationships or associations where we literally have to clear space and replace it with positive relationships? Remove the negative and toxic relationships and replace them with, I would suggest, spiritually founded, very similar in your faith uh, relationships where you have somebody that's seeking your faith, seeking Christ, those types of relationships. You replace the negative, toxic ones with relationships that are centered in Christ, for example. Where may we have to clear space and replace in our home or work environment in order to achieve peace or some type of clarity? Where may we have to clear space and replace in our home or work environment in order to achieve peace or to be who we ultimately are called to be? Where may we have to clear space and replace worldly ways or worldly thinking to live in God's spiritual truth, just like in Romans 12 too? Finally, where can we clear space and replace bad habits with healthy ones, right? In our health, nutrition, diet, and exercise. Where can we clear space and replace bad habits with our health with good ones, right? Where can we guard our minds from thinking that's not aligned in truth? Where can we clear space uh, from the negative or areas in our life that are not based in truth and replace them with the truth? As always, I'm sorry, and finally, where can we clear space in our minds from fear, worry, or anxiety in terms of relationships or any other area in our life and build trust, integrity, and emotional and spiritual safety into our lives, into our relationships, into our workspaces, into our finances, and everything else? Where can we clear space and where can we replace? As always, my wish for you is peace and blessings and peace, happiness, truth, trust, love, and respect. Until the next time we're together, keep rising and rise again. Continue to rise as we transform through the new of our minds. Continue to seek all things true and all things free. Continue to seek that clarity in every area of our life. Remember to find the good, find the peace, find the blessings in your life, and all the things that we're grateful for. Most importantly, all glory be to God and the way, and the truth, and the life in Jesus Christ.